What up, what up, what up? Um, welcome to Today's the Day. I am so freaking excited for today's episode. I have literally one of my best friends of all time, one of the most influential people in my life up until this point, um, and someone super special to me on today, so I'm super excited to introduce him. It's Doug Cartwright. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. What up, what up, what up? Um, welcome to Today's the Day. I am so freaking excited for today's episode. All right, what's up, everybody? Um, welcome to Today's the Day. Much love to everybody. Today's the day. Round of applause. Um, no, I, I, I've worked with Doug in the past. We've been friends for some years and, and the things that he's done in his life are very, very cool. I think there's going to be some really good nuggets in this. So mm. kind of a little bit of a backstory on Doug, youngest of six kids, twin sister and yourself are, are the youngest of six, right? Grew up playing sports, sports fanatic, actually, as far as mm. watching sports and playing sports, just a fanatic through sports. Very early on in your, in your early adult life, you dominated at the company you were at. You made millions of dollars early in your 20s. You balled out from what, I, from what I understand. I didn't know you at this point, but you absolutely balled out. and Flashy, the whole nine, everything like that. You went through kind of a spiritually, spiritual awakening, kind of a self-searching journey at that point in life. Um, had some interesting stories, which I'm super excited to dive into. And then in coming out the other side of that, obviously extremely happy, fulfilled, living an amazing life. And then since then, going and starting uh, a wellness and meditation app that went and had 20 plus thousand subscribers, right? You wrote an Amazon best-selling book called Holy Shit, We're Alive. Really, really good read. I loved reading it. And then as of now, you're, you're dominating in a project that we actually work together on called Alchemy. And it's a sales and life coaching platform where you host incredible events, incredible retreats, trainings, coaching, so on and so forth, which I'll let you explain a little bit more about. I want to dive into a few very particular questions, but just that spread. Did I miss anything from growing up until till where we're at right now? Anything big? Yeah, I think you, uh, hey, thanks for having me, Za. You're welcome. I love you, brother. You're welcome. I love you. I'm grateful to be on this podcast. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good timeline of everything. I think it's, it's interesting we kind of go to like the accomplishments and like, you know, the, the accolades. And I would just add in, you know, just like every other human being, we've had traumatic experiences, right? I lost my dad when I was 21, right? You never think you're going to lose your father to cancer at that point. And you go through that. And I also made a ton of money at Vivint and then I spent all of it, didn't <laughs> invest any of it. I uh, thought about filing bankruptcy, had $300,000 in credit card debt, oh. um, was looking at how to get it completely suffocated with that. I'll never forget one morning, this was right before I launched Daily Shifts as I was transitioning out of Vivint. I woke up one morning to an alert on my Chase Bank account and I had negative money. And Oof. so I went to zero. I went from a million to zero to negative and now we're back out. And so it's a lot of times we like to share all the amazing things and here's kind of my resume and here's kind of why you should listen to me. But I think uh, another reason why people are attracted to my message and I like working with others is because we can connect on the things that aren't so sexy. Oh yeah. So you, yeah, you dove in exactly where I love to go. Like my favorite place to go right after going over like, Hey, this is, this is him. Like, that's so impressive. First thing, my favorite thing to ask is okay. For a couple of reasons, what is your biggest hole you've ever been in? Like the, the lowest of lows, your moment where it was like, give up moment. And maybe you touched on it a little bit, but I want to dive into it a little bit in depth. And a big reason for that's two things. It, it shows people that you're human, right? It makes you super relatable. But most importantly to me, 
is when I go through those times, I feel alienated, isolated, like I'm a little on a little island. And it's super important to realize everybody, even the top one percenters or anybody, they all have those exact same things. And it's not really about whether or not it's going to happen. It's how they deal with it, how they look at it, how they approach it and what they do after. So that, that that's my very first question, kind of piggybacking off what you just said is at what point was like your your low of lows, like where do you go to when I say that? What, wh- where were you at? What was that situation? Yeah, I have a very distinct memory. It was actually the summer um, where me and you started building our friendship. I know we we were in the same office with Rossiter in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I have no memory of you being there. I was kind of in my own world. <laughs> it's because I was a nobody. I'm sorry. I, I was I, a nobody. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, and then the next summer we were in Arkansas, and that was the lowest point of my life. Um, there was a lot of things going on. Uh, and I had a very deep underlying belief of I didn't love myself. I thought something was wrong with me. And a lot of it had to do with my physical appearance. And so that was kind of like the deep, really unconscious belief. And then on top of that, I was going through a faith transition. Mm-hmm. I just left the Mormon faith and like all the layers of peeling back identity and peeling back how deep rooted that actually is. Um, I was completely unfulfilled at Vivint felt completely stuck. I had just been broken up with, dumped by the woman who I thought I for sure was going to marry after kind of being in a honeymoon phase. I was working with my therapist at the time, uh, dealing with my emotions of my father dying that I had suppressed for six years at that time. Mm -hmm. And finally was dealing with that. And I was deep in my psychedelic exploration. I was experimenting with psychedelic substances for healing and all of the backlash that kind of came with that of the societal norms and how people thought I was going crazy, but I knew there was something in that space. And so there was just a lot of things going on yeah. all at once, all in one summer. And I'll never forget this very distinct moment. And I talk about it in my book for those that have read my book, but I remember I was walking down the street in Arkansas and Little Rock and we were selling, it was a Saturday. And I remember seeing this red Corvette, like zooming really, really fast, kind of around a bend. And it was about to turn the corner on on the main uh, street I was walking on it. And I remember thinking, I hope this Corvette hits me and kills me so I can finally get out of here, get out of this pain that's going on inside. Wow. And it would be a freak accident. And I wasn't a coward. I didn't take my own life. You know, I I didn't commit Mm -hmm. suicide, right? I believed that because I was having these intense emotions that I was weak. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh, I can get out of this. And I remember this car it was like, it was like slow motion. It came around the corner and it like zoomed past me. And it was like a movie moment of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time in my life I ever wished that I wasn't alive. You actually said something I, I didn't even, cause I've heard this story before and I've never thought about this. And I'm curious, this is a little bit off topic, but you mentioned you're at this point, you're in a hole. You're literally to that point where you're like, wow, I wish this would happen. But even in the midst of that, you're still worried what people think about you, which is interesting. And I want to ask about that because I feel like a lot of negative feelings, those times when you get put into those holes or you're like a lot of lows is typically you inflicting it on yourself, worrying about what other people are thinking. Right. And it's crazy to me that even in that state, you still have that attached to the point that that's how you would want to go out. Right. Yeah. And I think deeper than that, it was more of I could never do that to my mom. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? I can, yep. I will, I would never put my mom through that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so if it's a freak accident, then it's, you know, just freak just accident. a freak accident and it's still depressing and, you know, really intense and, and awful, but no, to take your own life, you know, I, I would never want my loved ones, my close friends is to, yep. to feel the guilt and the shame that yep. would follow that. 
That's crazy. So uh, thank you for sharing. And that's, again, the reason I ask it is because it's super, super, it makes you very vulnerable. It shows everybody true colors, everything like that. And then kind of even more importantly than that is directly following that, whether it was over the next couple of years, the next few months, whatever it is, typically after people go and have those lows of all lows and they hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go. Right. And that's more so kind of what I want to go and talk about, because for anyone who's in a little pit or anyone who's in a slump or whatever you want to call it, there's always a way out right there, depending on however long it's going to take, whatever you're going to do. What was that for you after the fact, after you were at the low of all lows, what did that journey like after the fact? And we we kind of went over accolades, but like, what was that? What what was your day to day? How did you get out of that? What was your mindset shift? How did that happen? Yeah, I, I had at this point in my career, I had done the things like I had been the top sales rep. I had the Mercedes. I went to all the 10x, you know, all the personal development, all the hoorah. And that's great. And that's it's, it's, it's important to kind of go through that phase. At this point, you know, I, I really turned to spirituality and I grew up Mormon mm-hmm. and I went on a Mormon mission and I didn't understand. I kind of thought that religion and spirituality were kind of the same thing. And it was kind of this point where there was a separation. And I realized realized kind of diving into the spirituality space, I had nothing to lose. And I was really curious because, you know, deep meditators and yogis and people, they seem to have the inner peace and the inner wisdom that I was desperately seeking. Mm -hmm. Which was the opposite of what you were feeling. It was the opposite of what I was feeling. You were feeling chaotic, disturbed. Chaos. Yeah. Right. And really anxious, like a very, this is a very simple cue. And actually I'm, I thought about this just the other night. I used to bounce my leg all the time, right? You know, some of this is always just like bouncing their leg. Like you'll see people at dinner and they're just like, you can just feel kind of like this tight anxiety. Yeah. I used to always have like a leg bouncing or like moving my ankle or like, you know. A fidget. Fidget. And I just thought that's just was normal. And it really was like a trauma response. And after kind of going through this healing journey that we'll dive into, I realized I'm like, oh, I never like bounce my leg anymore. I just feel calm. Like I feel at ease. Yeah. And there was just kind of this constant angstiness always present that I just got used to it. And then it started to get more and more intense. And I was like, okay, now it's time for a change. And so that summer, summer 2018, dealing with the heartbreak, the transition out of the Mormonism, uh, dealing with my father passing away, like there was a lot going on. It was like, I needed to learn. I wanted just to feel okay inside. Like, yeah. I just want to feel okay inside. I want to feel good. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel at ease. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is by, as I learned, is removing the blockages of why you don't feel self-love, right? And it, and it turns out to be that the key really in this whole thing, as I was exploring, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, I think the biggest secret in life is radical self-love and acceptance, Right. Because if we don't love ourselves at our core, and I didn't at this time, I thought I was overweight. I thought something was wrong with me because my girlfriend broke up with me. I thought that, you know, Mormon God would be mad at me. You know, I was letting my mentors at Vivint down because I was an elite performer anymore. Right. And I needed their, those people's validation and praise and approval in order to feel like I was good enough. Yep. And so really what this is, and it sounds really corny and it sounds cheesy and we're two guys and we've, you know, kind of have masculine energy, but here we are talking about self-love and, <laughs> you know, it really, it sounds and corny and cheesy, fun. but it's like, it's the ultimate life hack. Like truly the ultimate life hack is radical self-love and acceptance. And the way you get to radical self-love and acceptance as I learned on this journey is learning to love the versions of you 
that feel unlovable. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. So I, I kind of did this recollection of my life and all the different versions of Doug who felt unwanted, unloved, not enough, right? Mm-hmm. About the times I was bullied in elementary school. I was talking, I was thinking about, you know, 14-year-old Doug who got rejected in junior high by the cute girl, thought about the version of Doug who had these accolades to be a regional at Vivint and didn't have him, like all these versions of Doug that felt shame. That you weren't currently loving. That well, that I had shame, that I needed to go learn to love. Yeah. Like, and it's like, again, this is really, really corny and cheesy, but... I went and wrote letters to those versions of Doug. Dear Mm. second grade Doug, I know you're really, really sad because you're being bullied by for being chubby. Yeah. I want you to know that I love you. You're worthy. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. And it's a really corny, cheesy activity, but that summer is where I really started to learn to love me for who I am and that there's nothing wrong with me and that my value as a human being isn't dependent upon performance. Not how many accounts my office is, not how many accounts I sell personally. It's not how pretty my girlfriend is. It's not what brand new car I drive. Yep. Right. That me just existing on planet earth is worthy of radical love and acceptance. Mm. Right. Yep. It's a really, really difficult place to get to. And until we do that work, right. Until we do the inner work, we will always be seeking something external to solve our internal problem. So when you say that work, I agree. Like yeah. what you're saying, I wouldn't even say corny because it's becoming way more widely accepted. Like people are realizing those guys with the fronts, those guys yeah. that are or girls that with the fronts that life is perfect, everything like that. They're also the most oppressed. Like yeah. they're not loving their life regardless of what car they drive, how much money they make, regardless of A through Z, they're not happy. So I think that's with social media and everything, it's like a big slap in the face to society of like, okay, yeah, that's not the answer. What else mm-hmm. is? What else could be? And I think actually like self-love is becoming way more widely accepted. And maybe that's like my generation is absolutely accepting it. And I think the younger generation is accepting it more. Um, and there's faults and everything like that with it. But you, you just mentioned 
and what I want to dive what I want to dive into is you mentioned do the work. Like you said, unless you do the work, it's not going to solve itself, right? It's yeah. by design, not by default, right? Is, yeah. is what you're saying. Totally. So, if it's by design, what what would you tell people, me included? Like, what's the work? What could be the work? And obviously, you mentioned the letters and stuff like that. But what, like ABC process? What's the work? Yeah, I think the work actually starts with a process of elimination before a process of addition. And hmm. we all have, I mean, it's crazy. Our generation, we're addicted to nicotine. We're addicted to pornography. We're addicted to video games, right? We're yep. addicted to social alcohol. Media. We're addicted to social media. And we're blocking our connection with intuition, right? Yep. With I call the divine. Some people call the Holy Ghost. Some people call God. Some people call Mother Earth, universe. whatever your word is, yep. universe, right? And when we have these unhealthy relationships with these vices, what we're doing is we're masking an emotion that we don't want to feel. And one thing that's really important is to understand that we don't have good emotions and bad emotions, right? We have pleasant emotions and we have unpleasant emotions. Mm. And being a human being on planet earth, you get to feel all of them. Yep. Grief teaches us something. Frustration teaches us something. Anger teaches us something, right? Love just as much as love and joy and bliss. And what happens is majority of us don't want to feel uncomfortable. So we avoid those. So we avoid those emotions mm. and we get stuck on nicotine and porn and sex and alcohol. And Not because they're good, but because they're just they're masking, masking they're or masking, hiding. Or, they're masking uh. the emotion, right? And so, and when you start really diving into these experiences and some people, you know, could even get even further with drugs and whatnot, Right. When you avoid your natural state and essence, right, you're blocking off any type of connection of feeling alive and feeling self-love. Right. And a lot of us, you know, another thing on top of that I want to add is one of my favorite quotes is, is if you treated others like you treat yourself, you'd have no friends. Absolutely. And we are so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up over mistakes. Yep. Right. And learning, you know, how do you do the work? Yeah. It's removing the things out of your life that are stopping you from feeling fully alive. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and on that too, as far as like substances are concerned and whatnot is like, it's the substance isn't the problem and the problem just in general problems, aren't the problem. It's the relationship to the problem, the addiction the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of us are cut off and we're messing with our chem brain chemicals. Right. And we're feeling really agitated and we're feeling really anxious and, a lot of us are addicted to fast food and we sleep in and we don't eat healthy and we put shit in our bodies. And, you know, so like, of course you're not going to feel good. Yep. Right? You're not sleeping. You're staying up late. You're eating shit. You're drinking tons of alcohol. You're playing a bunch of video games. You're watching porn. You're smoking a bunch of nicotine. Like no wonder you feel like shit. Yep. Right. No wonder you don't love yourself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, and I, and I would say that too, like it, I used to be addicted to nicotine. Yep. Right. I've been there. I know, I know what it's like. It's yep. hard. It's hard to quit, but you can quit. And so, I think, you know, doing the work is for a lot of us, we kind of already know what we need to do. Mm. I think every person listening to this can be like, you know what? Yeah, there's, if you were to ask yourself very genuinely and authentically, what are you currently doing that if you stopped doing, it would dramatically improve your life? And that's something everyone can get an answer. Yep. Right. Yep. So I think, I think self, the journey to self love, it starts with the process of elimination. And that could even be friends, right? Community, mm -hmm. right? people in your life who are trying to bring you down. But learning to love yourself is really a journey of 
just becoming who you truly are and feeling confident in that and liking who you really are. Yeah. So on, on self-love too, like exactly you just said, it's like, there's so many different ways to define it. And the craziest thing is the more people I sit down and interview, the more people I talk to, the more successful people I see, the more mentors I've had, like genuinely happy people that I just go and I, I love to ask them and figure out why, why they're happy. There's so many ways to define it. Self-love, alignment, like internal alignment, right? Whatever it, whatever it may be, however you define it, it's a pretty common answer. And a lot of it just has to do with eliminating the bad in your life and promoting the good, right? And then really accepting what's going to come and making the most out of it. So like you mentioned a little bit earlier was you're going to feel all the good emotions. You're going to feel, or not even good, you said pleasant and unpleasant, right? All the pleasant emotions and all the unpleasant emotions. And part of the journey is feeling the unpleasant emotions, right? Which I think is super, like you, you touched on it, but like that's so huge. So many people try and avoid them with those vices or just in general. It's like they avoid the opportunity because they don't want to experience the failure, right? Or however else th- there is to avoid it. So I think it's really cool to see that common that common trend in answers, right? Of Yeah, I, I think you can really, this is something I've been working on too. Anyone who's seen me speak has seen my keynote and I'm like, oh shit, it's time to make a new keynote. So I've been like in my lab, <laughs> everyone's seen it. I've been doing it on for, for two years now. So anyone that's going to see me speak moving forward, good news, I got a good new keynote for you. But like really it. what I'm working on right now is I'm realizing it's like, you know, we all want to accomplish things in our life and we all have goals. Yep. And I call them my HFS goals, my holy effing shit goals, right? This is where like, if that goal were achieved, you'd say under your breath, like, HFS. Right. And so <laughs> okay. that's, that's, like that's what I'm going for. And, um, there's a four steps to it that I've worked on. There's four things that need to happen for you to accomplish your goal. And all of the lessons in life, they kind of go back to these four steps. And step number one is a mindset and a belief that I am enough, right? I am worthy of love. I am worthy of success. I'm worthy of everything I want. I am, I am enough. Yep. And that's a lot of a struggle there, Right. But what happens is you'll see people on the spiritual path, they get to this space, but the next step, step number two to get to these goals is what I call is do the hard thing, right? Mm. There's all work. There's work we're avoiding, mm. right? There's uh, knowledge where we're not diving in and understanding, right? We need to do the hard thing. In your industry, it's recruiting and selling, right? It's, yep. it's doing the work. It's doing the hard thing. Yep. Right. And then the third piece where it gets really fun and my favorite is surrender. Right. And surrender, I could go, we could do a whole topic, a whole podcast on surrender, but surrender doesn't mean quitting or giving up. Surrender truly means merging back with the flow of life and working your ass off coming from a place of I am enough, but without being attached to the outcome or attached to it, looking a certain way and trusting in God or the universe or the divine, whatever your word is, mm-hmm. that th- it will provide you the path in the way that you can't see. And the fourth piece is doing it all from the heart center with doing it with love, love for yourself, love for others, love for life, right? Love for the planet. So the four steps, right? The belief of I am enough. I am worthy. Then go do the hard thing. Go do your work. You, you can't skip the steps. You can't, there's no shortcut. Right. The sooner you can swallow the pill that there is no shortcut, right? The sooner you'll get your work done. Third piece, fully surrender to the universal flow of life. Life, I can promise you, everyone listening on this podcast, you couldn't have predicted how your last year was going to turn out. Where you are now versus a year ago, you probably couldn't have predicted. Things have happened. 
right? It's trusting the flow. It's letting things happen and then doing it with radical love, right? Is the recipe to achieve these HFS goals and living a life that you love and being proud of yourself and really just enjoying the life that you actually live. I love that. I love that. And and honestly, the one that you mentioned, because we've talked a lot and, and in learning about this stuff, surrender is honestly the hardest one for me. It's tough. Because it's like, dude, I'm, I'm like, no, I got this extreme accountability, Jocko willing, like it's on me. I'll make it happen every time. Right. And surrender, kind of what I've found with surrender, surrender, the best way for me to wrap my head around it, I'm still working on it and tell me what your thoughts on this is more so realizing what happened I can't change and then approaching that with the lens of it's happening for me, not to me. That's like the easiest way that I've found to wrap my head around surrender without, because with surrender, like you mentioned, it feels like I'm giving up. Yeah. Right. So it's not that at all. Right. So the Jocko thing, be disciplined. That's, that's part of the recipe. That's step number two. Exactly. Right? You got to do the hard thing. Yep. Right. Surrender just means I'm okay with what happens. Rather than attaching your identity to the outcome and letting right. that destroy you or make you the most prideful human being on the Prime planet. Prime example, right? I have been building a coaching program the last three years where I'm working with individuals one-on-one. We work together, right? Yep. And I was really focused on just bringing kind of mindfulness to people who are stressed out. Yep. In March, I had a solo plant medicine ceremony where I, you know, had a psychedelic experience that you're really, really powerful. And I do these things in a very sacred ritual way. It's not to get, it's not recreational. And I had a very clear message come through mm-hmm. intuitively that I needed to build a community of sales professionals, right. And bring them in this, this work of mindfulness. Yeah. I didn't know how, I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know what was going to be of it. I had no idea where to start. Yep. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I surrendered to that idea and just started moving in that direction and now it's only been seven months, eight months, and now we have 60 members and we just got done throwing our summit in Northern California where we brought 63 people into the desert and had the most incredible epic time with top sales professionals. And I could have never predicted that, but I was I surrendered to the message yeah. and followed the flow and I did the work. And we're building something absolutely epic right now. And on that, I get to see like firsthand how much work you're putting into mm-hmm. that. I really do, right? And and arguably, I mean, it, when we worked together, obviously there was things going on, probably one of the hardest you've ever worked in your life. Without a doubt. Like I'm, I'm seeing, working harder now than I was at Vivint. 100%, and I see that. And you were, again, you were top 1% to ever go and do it in the industry, like absolutely dominated, you ran it. And right now I genuinely see you working harder. Um, and this is after your whole spiritually awakening, like, oh, results don't determine your happiness. Like, I think people get that confused with lazy. Yeah. I really do. And I like, there's nothing about what you're doing that's lazy at all. A spiritual awakening will make you work harder because what will happen is you'll get clean, you'll get clear, you'll learn to love yourself, you'll have like this new form energy. And then you realize you're like, holy shit, I'm on planet Earth for 80 plus, 80 something years roughly. What am I going to do with my life? And it gives you, Mm. because you have self love, it gives you the courage and the permission to actually go after what you want. Because it doesn't matter how it lands. You don't need anyone else's approval. You don't need to follow the norm to stay in line. It's like, wow, I love myself. I get to be on planet Earth. What can I go create? And if you're doing it in a line of integrity and authenticity, you can create way more and way bigger. And your life actually completely enhances Mm -hmm. because you're not needing anything from anyone. Because you're giving it to yourself. Exactly. And that's the, the goal of alchemy. You know why I'm building alchemy and why we're together building alchemy is to bring in top sales professionals 
right? Who want to still focus on becoming the best version of themselves and as a salesman, as a recruiter, as a manager, who also want investment opportunity, right? Who also want to have epic international trips that we're going to do in the spring. We're going to go to Morocco this spring. Mm -hmm. They also want epic sales training and want to learn to love themselves. Alchemy is for you. Because it's hitting, it's the cool thing about alchemy and the reason that I'm so stoked on it and actually a part of it, because there's been a lot of that have come and gone. I've seen, right, is it just hits everything. Like it's, it's not so, the problem with a lot of industries, especially industries that are, that have no ceiling on earnings and no floor is you attach all of your self-worth to your production. Yeah. Right? Exactly what you're saying. And there's no self-love. It's more of like, I love myself if I do that. Right. And the problem with that as well that I think follows that I don't think we talk about is the second people go and do something bigger than they thought they could, now their pride is through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then you get that douchebag that everybody hates, mm-hmm. right? That's just like, that is not someone that I want to be like at all. So I, I, I love alchemy for that reason, just to kind of go and, and touch on that. Like it's been so freaking fun. I've probably learned just as much as everybody in alchemy from everyone in alchemy. Um, and touching on that, so in al- within alchemy and then also just throughout your career in general, the people you've been lucky enough or blessed enough or you've put yourself in a place to go and know and sit with and interview with your book and everything like that, you've seen a, to- a ton of top one percenters, mm-hmm. a ton. I think we've talked quite a bit about what they tend to not do well as far as not loving themselves and attaching meaning to all that. Like, what do you see as a common trait across the board? Like the best of the best are doing this right? The best of the best. It's a very common thing. What have you found? Yeah, I would say, you know, interesting too. I have met a lot of people 1% financially, and I've also met a lot of people of 1% that are artists and creators and musicians and absolute experts at their craft. Yep. Right. And the one thing that I would say, and there's multiple things, but one thing that stands out is what do they all have in common is incredible laser sharp focus right? Mm. Their ability to get, have an idea and see it out through the end. And they don't get distracted by the noise, right? Because life is going to throw you so many curveballs, right? There's going to be a parade of information and things to knock you off your track, but your ability to stay sharp, to stay focused and to finish things out to the end. I think that's what's different is because we, we have mutual friends, you know, a name that comes up is like Casey Ba, right? Yep. If Casey Bob, one thing I love about Casey, if he says he's going to do something, guess what? It's done. It's going to happen, yeah, right? And his done. ability to focus, right? So, and I also know, you know, phenomenal yoga instructors where I live in LA, you know, their ability to focus in on being the best yoga teacher, right? And they don't get caught up in like the new Pilates movement or whatever, like they can stay focused. And I think a lot of us, our, our greatest threat to becoming the best versions of ourselves is actually distraction, right? We're distracted mm-hmm. all the time, which is yeah, which is There's so, so, easy so to come much by. noise. And what's what's interesting about it is the noise. Actually, it's not bad. It's not like negative. We you know we talk about living above the bar, and we can talk about that later. But the the noise of so checking your social media accounts not bad. You know, watching Sports Center is not bad, right? Getting into you know Pokemon or whatever your thing is is like it's not bad, right? But it's distracting your focus and our consciousness our ability to really concentrate on on an idea or build something is one of our greatest gifts. And what happens, a lot of us have never, you know, a question I love asking people and ask yourself this, if you're listening, when was the last time you fucking went for it? Like you went all in, 
and went for it. And for a lot of people that I coach, like people don't even come up with answers. Wow. Yeah. And it's because we're distracted with noise and with relationships and, you know, like there's an Instagram and where do we look cool? Right. And I think the one thing that uh, all top elite performers have in common is the superpower they have to really focus in on an idea they want to accomplish. I love that. I, and that's actually a different answer than you would typically get. And I love that you also brought in, cause I said top one percenters and I think a lot of people automatically jump to financially. But kind of a, a common theme on this is success is defined how you define it, right? Honestly, real true success is if you're happy. Yeah, I would, I would define success as when what's going on inside your internal state of well-being is happening in a beautiful, wonderful way. I love it, right? I love it. So when you're aligned and when you're doing what, what you should be doing or what you feel you should be doing. So focus, number one, number one thing you see in, in top one percenters in, in all walks is focus. So then my question would be, there is so much noise. There's so much, like a stupid amount of noise everywhere you go, right? With phones now and everything, it's absolutely unreal. So what are some, some of the best ways to go and quiet the noise? And I know how you answer this question typically, but seriously, like what are, what are some ways if someone's listening, they're like, okay, great, focus, awesome. The most common answer is going to be meditation, right? I'm not going to say that. It's definitely, I want to touch on something else, but creating a meditation practice has changed my life. Um, but the answer I want to give today that's changed my life more dramatically and I would say in the last two years is going to bed early and waking up early. What, what are you doing after 9 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. You're with your girl or whatever, or most people, or we're on our phones or we're watching Netflix, Right not not it's not very productive and it's okay and i'm not saying those things are bad and there isn't a time and a place for that you know but i've really embraced for my life personally especially in these last i would say in the 90 percentile 90 percent of the times in the last seven months of getting up at 5 a.m and there's this window from like 5 a.m until 8 where it's really quiet and no one else is up right i can't be texting anyone because everyone else is asleep where i can literally just pull out my notepad Right. And I can write and see what comes up and I can journal and I can meditate. And in those moments, that's where we get clarity because the way the universe or God or whatever your word is, whatever, the way the universe talks to you, it's a whisper, not a shout. Mm. It's a very, very subtle tap on the shoulder. And if we're not paying attention, we're going to miss it. And if we are caught up in the noise and in the distraction, we're going to miss it. And so if you can get really, really quiet especially in the morning, works well for me, right? And just listen to your intuition, listen to the flow. You're going to get the inspiration you need to move you in the direction that's in alignment with your belief, your God or your universe. That is uh, so, that's so gold. So literally, so this, I typically go to the gym 8.30, 9 a.m. every morning. This morning I went at 5.30. Um, and I literally noticed exactly what you just said. Sometimes like tuning out the noise is the hardest part because it's so constant. It's right in your pocket. It's so quick. There's so much going on. And I literally woke up and I tried to get stuff done other than I woke up, I went to the gym, I got home and I was just sitting there and I was, I ate breakfast and I was hanging out and I was trying to get things done. Like I was, I probably shot off 15 texts, really busy week for me. I had nothing come through until probably 8 a.m. So I was just in complete silence that entire time. And I actually noticed, like, wow, this is actually 
in a weird way. It's still dark outside. I saw the sunrise. It's like a very, very strange quiet. Quiet's the best way I can I, I can describe it. Like quiet. Even though I'm at the gym, there's stuff going on. It's still quiet. It's just me. Um, and that's really cool actually, because I've I've that's one thing I've always really really worked toward getting better at is going and and making sure I can have focus and quiet the noise, like eliminate distractions. And seriously, that's probably the best way I've ever found. Be, be awake when no one else is awake. And there's no option. You can't FaceTime someone. You can't hop on social media. No one's posting. Yeah. No one's commenting. Nothing. And on that too, you know, there's like this hustle and grind mentality where it's like, wake up at 5 a.m. But if you're going to bed at midnight, you're not going to function on five hours of sleep. Yeah. Right. I need eight hours. You know, there was twice last week I was in bed at 745. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's because I know I need to sleep eight hours. Yeah. Right? I need my sleep. So it's really important to get your sleep. And on that too, I want to just touch back, you know, the quiet in the morning is we are human beings, but we get so caught up in the human doing. And I love this quote. I, I wish I could give the credit to, but I can't remember who, who said it. But the quote is, all of man's problems stem in one's inability to sit in a room by themselves for 30 minutes. Can you just sit in a room for 30 minutes with no distraction, with no phone, no music, no TV, and just sit and be and not feel disturbed inside? Most of us can't. And why do you think that is? Because when we are quiet, the unprocessed emotions that we haven't dealt with, right? We talked about how do you do the work? The blocks and everything you were talking about earlier. They start to boil up. And you can hear them again. Right. And it feels uncomfortable, so we try and distract it. And that's when you'll go and feel those unpleasant emotions. Yeah. You feel the unpleasant emotions, so we distract ourselves. Social media, with nicotine, with porn, with sex, with video games, with alcohol, with Instagram, with dating apps, right? And so letting these emotions move through you, because if you suppress the emotion, it doesn't go away. It's still in there. It festers. And so what a lot of people, the healing I'm trying to bring to the world and to this, especially in our uh, sales industry, is this healing. A lot of us, like we see, especially in our industry, we see a lot of ego. We see a lot of people do crazy things and it's because they're hurt inside. Yep. That's all it is, right? So how do we bring healing and love to these people so that you can go sit in a room and silence and not shake your leg and not check your Instagram? Right. Something, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, you know, but there's what happens is when you do kind of the initial heavy lifting and kind of get through these really big, heavy ones, the quality of your life changes dramatically. And that's what I'm trying to share. That's what we're trying to share, you know, with alchemy. I love that. So just recapping to wrap my head around it, it's like you go and, and the superpower in meditating or putting yourself in a quiet environment or going and I guess isolating yourself from the world and from distraction is it finally gives you an opportunity to go and feel those things that you need to feel to get them out of the way, even though it's not going to be pleasant. Right. I love that. Like that's like, that's a secret, right? That's literally like the secret. So my question then, because a lot of people listening and a lot of people that even take the time to go and get into podcasts or anything, right. Or that care to go. And I I guess the category that comes to mind is personal growth, right? So, so going along, you touched on one, um, in personal growth, I think there's a ton of mis- misconceptions, like very, very healthy things that just get so misconstrued along the way that turn into kind of an unhealthy mindset of like, like you mentioned, like just the rise and grind freaking midnight to 5am, get up around five hours of sleep. It's actually killing your body, which is the only, once your body's done, you're done. Right. And if you don't have the mental stamina to actually go and apply yourself, you're only half-assing everything you do. Right. So 
what do you see as like the most common misconception with self-development, self-help, like personal growth? Because I've thought a lot about that. And when I sit down here and I interview people, I don't want like the, the misconception of success is a big one for me. I don't like when people attach a certain meaning to mm-hmm. success that's not aligned with everyone individually, right? So what, what would be yeah. one for you that kind of stands out that you feel like should be addressed or could be addressed? I think what's coming up for me now is one thing that I think might be overlooked is that most of us actually don't need more information. We don't need the new podcast. We don't need the new book. We don't need the new course. We need action. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And action doesn't also doesn't just mean creating new habits and new rituals and waking up at 5 a.m. and doing your gratitude and meditation. Yes, that helps. The first piece of action to go back to what I've already said is an elimination. Right. Mm. You need action to remove the things that are stopping you from becoming the best version of yourself. And so uh, one thing I'm seeing is a lot of people in my sphere and in your sphere and you know the industry we're in they're always seeking the next edge edge right what's the new insight what's the new book what's the new message what's the next you know thing it's you don't really need that you actually need to remove some stuff yeah you need to remove some stuff and you need to take action you start moving Mm. moving Mm. right and you know i think that's one thing that i saw too you know after we did this alchemy summit that was really really powerful is everyone showed up and came together in this space and the community piece was so big. And that was one of my biggest lessons for the summer is just getting the right people together in a space creates magic. Mm-hmm. Right. And bringing, you know, people need to take action and find your tribe, find your community, find the people that are on the same wavelength. Right. And start moving and taking the leap jump of faith. Cause what happens is a big mistake people is we kind of stand at the edge of the cliff And we're getting the nudge, I call it, from the universe. We have this intuition we need to go do something, but we're too scared to take action because we don't know how it's going to look or what is is someone going to think or what if I fail? And so we don't move. We get paralyzed by the magnitude of a decision, Mm -hmm. right? What you really need to do. And one, one of my superpowers that I think I've been blessed with is my ability to jump. I will stand at the edge of the cliff into a black abyss and I have no idea what's going to happen. But if I feel that intuitive hit from the universe, I'm like, shit. You're but gone, jump, but I got to jump. You send it. So taking action, mm. joining the group, joining the community, leveling up, removing people out of your life, removing distractions, removing your vices, right? Taking action and going after what you want. I think that's what we need more of and less, less information. Gosh, dude, I literally, I wish we had all, I, I could talk to you for five hours. I, I, I love it. Like it's, it's just so profound. And I can tell you, obviously I can tell you do what you do. And with coaching and all of that, all of your thoughts are so composed. It's just, it's, it's such gold. There's so many, so many nuggets and everything. So I literally wish we could go all day long. But one thing I love to ask towards the end and, and to kind of wrap things up with you. And, and again, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing for me, everybody in the room, obviously I literally see everybody taking notes, which is so sick mm-hmm. to see. Um, and I hope people are at home doing the exact same thing. Um, So today's the day, kind of the point of it and kind of the idea behind naming everything today's the day and branding it that way and doing it that way. And and what you've seen me posting for years is literally I just had at some point in my life, a massive shift that, that really went and, and helped me look at things with the mindset of like, this is all I've got. And I owe that one little perspective shift so much of my happiness, my joy, yes, my, my achievement at work and all that, but more importantly, like my relationships, like 
if you approach every day as if it's kind of your last day, like today's the day, you go and you make really big things happen in a really special way. Um, and every single person that I bring on to here lives, so you included, absolutely lives that one way or the other. You absolutely live today's the day, whether you realize it or not. So my question for you along with it, now that you kind of understand um, the idea behind it, at what point did you realize, like, or at what point did you start living as though today's the day, like in the moment, being where your feet are, as you call it, right? At what point did you make that switch? You know, I think there's always been a part of me that's kind of always had that mentality to go for it. Where it really changed, though, where I I would say the overall, I would say right now in my life, 93% of my life is really, really, really good. I feel really, really good and alive and at ease and calm and motivated and excited probably 93% of my time. That's amazing. Yeah. And where it really, really changed where it's like today's the day was after I took, you know, and this is a story for another time, but in the, in my book, I took like a two-year sabbatical and did a ton of healing work, working with plant medicine and ayahuasca and uh, therapists and psychologists and meditation teachers and went to Bali, right? And I really learned, you know, again, similar message to remove the blockages in my life that made me feel like I was unlovable. And once I really, really learned to love Doug for who Doug is without any um, results or any labels, and I had this moment of like, wow, I'm a human being on planet Earth, and how crazy is this planet? Like, this is just quick tangent, but how crazy is this planet? We, The universe is 13.8 billion years old, right? It's It's so humongous, we can't even comprehend it. There's trillions and trillions of planets. We found nothing out there. There's nothing out there. Like it's just black, empty space. <laughs> and like Mars has like some red rocks. We have found nothing. Oh. It is so big. But here we are. We got dropped down to this planet. And on this planet, we have music and art and food and animals and mountain ranges. And like we can do a podcast. And there's so much going on here. If you there's got dropped rock. off anywhere else, it's not happening. There's nothing else <laughs> happening out there. Yeah. And for whatever reason, as far as we've discovered, we got put on this one and I have consciousness. I am aware that I'm aware that I'm aware. I'm aware that like I can experience joy and love and empathy. And I can also experience grief and sadness. Like, whoa, holy shit. I could have this experience. Yeah. Like, wow. And statistically speaking, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Who knows what happens when we die? Maybe no one knows. Yep. Right. And so it's like, wow, well, I'm 33. I've got roughly 50 years statistically left. Like today's the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I freaking, I love that answer. And I know, so again, I literally wish we had all day. You've touched on a few stories just for everybody listening. So I, I've read your book, I think three times now or listened to it at least. Every, you have a lot of people on the edge of their seat wanting more of the story. I wish we could dive into it. Obviously we don't have that luxury, but anybody who wants to go and actually hear the story, that little tangent you just went on, that's how your book opens up mm-hmm. is a very large version of that tangent. I was, I remember the first time I listened to your book, I was driving, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I was like, I don't even want to think about that, bro. I'm like, I'm just driving. No, I'm like, no, I'm like during that. Um, but it's really cool and it's empowering. Right. So for anybody, holy shit, we're alive. That's Doug's book. It's phenomenal. It's, it's exactly the same philosophy behind today's the day. So absolutely go and listen to that. And then more importantly, like following live has him continuing that, um, into the, the alchemy sales coaching, go follow Instagram, go follow what they're yeah. doing on their and, website. And just and look a, quick, into that. a quick plug on that. Like 
the goal of alchemy sales coaching is to bring a community of people who want to better their sales career and their business while also healing and becoming the best version of themselves, right? Bring us together, right? There's power in the community. So if you are in, you know, the label that I would put on is, is people in the sales industry who are spiritually curious. Yeah. If you're looking for something more, if you're feeling something more and you also want the finance training, you also want the sales training, you also want the management training and go on an epic trip around the world and go to a cool event and meet other like-minded individuals, sales alchemy is for you. A thousand percent. And it's been, it's over delivered in every aspect. Like it's, it's been, it's been phenomenal. I'm extremely proud to be a part of it and excited for it. But Doug, I mean, as we wrap up, is there anything fresh where you're like, uh, this would be really like, I got to get this off my tongue while we're sitting here. Anything else you'd want people to go and hear that are tuning in? Yeah. I think to reiterate a message, I get asked a lot, like, you know, what's your one liner advice and the advice I give consistently the most is a, a life hack to live a more fulfilled, enjoyable life is learn to be okay with what happens. The reason we suffer is because of our preference of how we think it was supposed to be or how things were supposed to go, or how we thought it should go, right? Mm. Learn to love yourself and be okay with what happens is a secret to living a very fulfilled life. And if you're struggling with that, DM me and we can, we can work together. I love it. So we'll make sure we t- uh, tag Doug and everything again, fresh. Thank you so much. That was that hour flies by every single time. So thank you. I love you to death. Much love to everybody. Today's the day. Today's the day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.